Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Peace and blessings to you. God bless you, and welcome to Inspirational Tuesdays on the Nikki Rich Show. You're listening to your Tuesday inspirational host, Katrina Chevalier-Cormier, bringing you words of encouragement and inspiration every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you would like to connect with me, please search me on Facebook at Katrina 
Chevalier-Cormier on Facebook. Also, please search the beautiful and awesome Nikki Rich online at www.thenikkirichshow.com, and you may listen to this broadcast again at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Nikki Rich Show. So I want to welcome you guys again to all new listeners and old listeners. I appreciate you coming in every Tuesday to listen. Here at the Nikki Rich Show, we love you guys every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday. Remember, it's aired from 11 a.m. to 11.30 PT time, Pacific Standard Time. Um, we just love having you here. You know, you're an inspiration to us. Nikki is an awesome person, and we just, we're really happy to have you here. Today we're going to talk about the danger of getting accustomed to the blessing. Yes, we're going to talk about how we take our blessings for granted and we get so accustomed until we feel as though we're do something, that we should have what we want when we want it. The danger of getting accustomed many times, we as children unto our parents, we get so accustomed to having things placed right before us that we feel as it should be this way all the time. We get so used to our blessings that it becomes common, common with the use of your extremities, common with the use of our parents going out their way to provide, even though there's a struggle beyond your eyes, common, so common with our spouses, common with our jobs, common with even going to sleep to say, I'll see you tomorrow, but then what if tomorrow don't come? Where have we come to when we get so common with what God gives us that even the things right before us we forget? How is it we could take for granted so easily everything that God placed before us until we just get so caught up in ourselves and in our own greed that we have to say, I want more? Well, this is what happened to the Israelite children. Let me go to Numbers 11 and 1. Now the people began complaining openly before the Lord about hardship. When the Lord heard his anger burn and fire from the Lord blazed among them and consumed the outskirts of the camp, contemptible people among them had a strong craving for other food. The Israelites cried again and again, Who will feed us meat? We remember when things were good when we was in Egypt, fresh fish and cucumbers and melons, onions and garlic. But now our appetite is gone. There's nothing to look at but this manna. So what is it in your life that you've looked at, that you've looked unto God and said, I'm tired of this. Every day the same thing, manna. I want something more, manna. I want to go here, manna. And God sit on his throne and say, well, this child constantly come to me and tell me about all the things that he's not getting, he or she doesn't have, but yet they haven't looked at what's right before them. So then you take for granted your children, they're living. We take for granted our vehicles. Hey, the, the tire may be busted or the steering wheel, something may be wrong with it, but that doesn't mean that we take it for granted. You have to make the best with what you have. So many times we look around and say, we don't have, this job only pays seven twenty-five. My husband, he doesn't make enough money. Or my mother, you know, she's not giving me enough. Or I wish I could have this, or I wish I could have that. And then we look up and this and that is gone. What if 
We was those few people or the people in the earth realm, those that have to sit beside their children's bed and look only to see that their children are ill. Would we then cry out to the Lord for more manna? Would we say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, I'm tired, I want, I want more meat, I want more meat, instead of asking God for, for more of what he's already given us and thanking him, we go on to constantly say, more meat, more meat, more meat. So why do we do that? Why do we say more meat? Why do we say we want more of the meat and not pleased with the manna? Why is it we take for granted everything that God placed before us? We don't look and we don't sit down and count it up. You know, in my home, sometimes I can get a little complaint. I, I start to complain, and I sit before, before God in the presence, and I say, let me, let me just sit down and count it up. What is it that I have that's good from what is it that I'm not happy with? It would be something that if we were all born, we was born and nothing went well in our lives. There are actually people that live And everything that we have and we take for granted, they can't even come across. So many children in Africa, so many people all over the world, they wish and look for just the little things that we take for granted. We wake up and we get so casual until we look up and say, oh, I'm going to breathe the air. Oh, this is common to just breathe. It's common to use my fingers. It's common to use my toes. It's common to just to be able to walk in my kitchen and go in my refrigerator and get a nice cool glass of water. But there are so many people that don't even get water. So why do we take it for granted, that of which God has placed before us? It's this God. How would your mother feel, or how do you feel as a mother or parent when you have a child that come to you and constantly complain? Mom, I don't have this. Father, I don't have that. Why can't I have more of this? Why can't I have more of that? Sue at school have the new shoes. John have a new bicycle. But yet we don't look at what we have. And then this shows that we have not grown into a level of maturity of where we should be. Because you would expect that from a five-year-old, not from an adult, not from a seasoned, mature Christian, not for someone that's supposed to be mature, not only in their age, but in their Christian values and morals unto God. If you go back and read, it says that God burned with fire. Because I've had before with my own children, they'll come and ask me for something. And I'll say, okay, well, you want this. You want that. You want to have this. You want to have that. But have you not looked at everything I've given you? And even after I said that, and God did all the miracles, let's go to God where he did all the miracles and showed them, even after I said that to my children, still they're not satisfied. They're insatiable because they're in their flesh. But remember, they're children, not mature in their age unto Christ just yet. They heard of God, but they don't yet just know him quite well. So then when they come to me and my children say, Mom, Dad, I want this, I want that, and we give it to them, it angers me because I look and I say, you know what, I've given my kids this and that, they had this and that, but I'm so angry that they wasn't satisfied with what I'd given them before. Now, I expect that from them because they're children, but what about adults? So many times we as adults, we can walk around and we can complain about what we don't have, and we don't look unto God and just say thank you for what we do. Sometimes God just want to thank you. Hey, he'll give you what you want. He'll give it to you 
if he can get a thank you from you sometimes. But sometimes we don't even do that. We don't wake up and say, thank you, Lord. You know, God, I may not have a, a, a brand new, brand new refrigerator, but the one that I have is working. Thank you, God. My car may not be the latest model, but it's running. Thank you, Lord. We take for granted so much. We talk about what the husband not doing, what the wife not doing, what mom not doing, what dad not doing. But we don't look at what it is we're not doing. Sometimes you have to self-assess. You have to go into a self-assessment. Look at yourself in the mirror. Think about all the ways and the things or what you're doing, who you are. Are you being the example to your children? Do you practice what you teach, not what you preach? But are you practicing what you're teaching? You're teaching your children. Don't complain. Be satisfied with what you have. But every day we get up, and yes, it's hard hitting the hustle and bustle. It's hard getting out there, trying to make that everyday dollar. It is hard. But we get to where we complain, and God is saying, well, you know, you have everything over here. But what if I took you over here and let you see little Johnny over here that don't have what you have? Or Jennifer that have cancer, or little Sue that's sick with pneumonia. You're not looking at that because you're so consumed in your flesh. See, that's the thing about the Israelite children. They got consumed in their flesh. They were, they was more physically, they was caught up in their physical, feeding the physical and not in their spirit. Because had they been caught up in the spirit of God, they would not be complaining. Because those caught up in God in the spiritual, in the spiritual realm with God, they're not going to complain. They're going to look at what they have, analyze it, and thank God for it, and count it all joy for what they don't have. But when you're operating in your flesh, you're insatiable. Because the flesh is insatiable, there's no way you can satisfy it. It wants, it wants, it wants. It never stop wanting. You could have everything right before you. Hey, your job could be going well. Your business is going right. Everything's going right, but you just want more. Just, you just don't have enough. It's never enough. When will we have enough that we can look unto the Most High and say, Thank you, God. Thank you for life. Thank you for this job. Thank you that my children are healthy. No, I don't have the best of this or that, but thank you that I do have it. We don't do that. Sometimes we get caught up so much in what we want that we even forget about the things that we need. Many of us get tax return checks, and instead of using those tax return checks wisely, we take them and use them on things that's perishable and that, that doesn't bring anything back into your home. You don't even invest it right. You're losing. You don't get a return on, on the work that you've invested over a whole year. If you want a return on your investment then you need to invest right. Don't get caught up in your flesh so much that you have to buy the big screen TV. It's going to be there. That you have to buy the brand new car. That'll be there. Because many of us go and buy a car, we don't even need it, and we become enslaved to the car. You didn't even need the car. You had a working vehicle, but you had to have the best because it wasn't about the car running. It was about your ego that you needed to feed. Feed. Let's get out of our egos. Let's get out of ourself. Let's see what we can do to help others. Let's see what we can do to pour into others in the community. There's so much more, so much more to us. God has created us to be greater. God has created us to be more. But we take so much for granted. 
What are we taking for granted? How can we fix this situation? What can we do to make it better? Hey, you know what? Lemons, if you're being thrown lemons, I heard it say if you've thrown lemons, make lemonade. If things are not working well for you, work with what you've got. Hey, if you don't have cable, count it all joy. You have a phone, use that. But we got to be grateful for what we have. The flesh is never satisfied. God give us manna every day. Every day we get manna. Every day. And I'm talking about in the spirit. I need you to catch this. Your car, that's manna. Your home, that's manna. He said it tasted good. That's manna. To be able to eat a fat turkey on Thanksgiving, manna. Your husband making love to you, manna. Your friends that sit and talk to you on a, on a day or a night when you're broken in your spirit, manna. Have we stopped to look at what's actually manna from what is meat? We've got to be careful what we're choosing or what we're doing. We don't want God to get so angry that he take away from us the very things we have before us. I tell you something. Some people would be happy with just having a pair of shoes. But what about those people that don't have feet to use? Huh, something to think about. Now, when I return, I want to go over ways that we can look over ourselves and assess ourselves and see what is it or where is it I'm going wrong to where I'm beginning to want the meat and not be pleased with the manna. I love you guys. I'll be right back. Peace. 
praise God. That was Mary Mary. Notice what they said. Praise him through my circumstance. This is what we do. When you feel that desire coming up in you and you're starting to complain about things, stop and think about what you have and start to praise. Praise them through your circumstance and watch things begin to change. Something happens when worship goes up. So let me tell you guys, when we left, we left talking about the danger of getting accustomed to the blessing. And I said I would return and tell you how you can begin to see when you're starting to get so common and accustomed to the blessings you have right before you. When our desires become wants, right, more so than needs, or when we begin to want more than our actual needs, start to do a self-check, right? When we start to complain about, oh, I don't have this, or oh, I don't have that, oh, my goodness, I wish I had. I wish I had more. My kids don't. My husband, my mom, my dad, start to do a self-check. What about when the blessing you have every day is just so common? I mean, it's really, really common, so common to where even you forget just the things before you. So common, the things before you, you forget and not even pay attention to that. Being able to just turn a key and walk into your front door, common. So when you've become common, when you're starting to to brew up desires that's not in alignment with what's right, that's not it. Or when also you're complaining so much until even, you know, your your wife or your husband or your friends getting tired of hearing you complain. That's not it. What about this one? When you feel as though God owes you something, a lot of us get to feeling like people owe us or God owes us. Look, nobody owes you nothing, not even God. He had already given it to you when he went to the cross. The blood was enough. What else is there to ask for after the blood? you got salvation. But I need you to look at something. Anything extra that the Most High gives to you, he's doing it out of the love of his heart. It's like a parent or a woman that goes through that birth and she pushed you out to bring you here. She went through all that hell and pain to bring you here. Then she fought and she sacrificed all the way up until you were old enough, out of college. But yet that mom or dad still go beyond that. And give you that little extra, not because you just absolutely deserve it, not because they absolutely just owe it to you. They gave it to you because they love you. Isn't it awesome that we serve a God that loves us even through the things that we do, that we know they're not right, the complaining, the hurt, the crying, the whining. He still loves us. He has so much mercy that he still loves us. I want you to remember that the next time you begin to complain that that's not a spirit of God, that's a spirit of the enemy. The enemy wants you to complain because he knows what follows. What happens when a child complains too much? Does it begin to bother you? Does it work your nerves? Does it irk you so much to where you're like, oh, my goodness, this child don't even realize what they have, and they don't even know that mom or dad is having to cut their check or work extra hours to give them a little more? The crap, the hardship you take on that job when you're working your hands and calluses are coming up. But the parent, the child don't know that the parent is going through all this sacrifice for them. The child don't even know. But remember, it's a child. We're adults. When you start to mature, that thing got to change. 
Your conversation changed. Your walk changed. The way you talk, everything just changes. Because now you're mature in the spirit and not in your flesh. Try not to keep or retain an insatiable spirit. That's not of God. We love you here at the Nikki Rich Show. We look forward to you coming every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We look forward to seeing you. Look, it goes down over here. We love everyone. We, we have fun with you guys. It's all about really pouring into you guys and giving back into the community. That's what it's about. You want to really pray to God about something? How about complaining about what you're not doing enough of, like praying for somebody else? How about starting to pray for somebody else? God loves that because now our spirits are not about us. It's about others. Thank you again for joining me and joining Nikki every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for Inspirational Tuesdays on Tuesdays and Monday and Wednesday for an awesome show that Nikki gives. It's awesome. It's great. Be sure to tune in. We're every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday again, and you can search us. You can search Nikki on www.thenikkirichshow.com. She's an awesome, awesome celebrity host. And you may listen to this broadcast again at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Nikki Rich Show. Always remember to call in at 323-580-5749. We look forward to hearing from you again. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow. It's an awesome show. It always go down at The Nikki Rich Show. We love you. Stay strong, be encouraged, and be blessed. This is Katrina, your Inspirational Tuesday host. Thank you, guys. We love you. <laughs>